This episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. Hello, I'm Toronto Mike, producer of Humble and Fred. This best of is proudly brought to you by DraftKings. Bet online legally and safely with DraftKings Sportsbook. Gordy Johnson is best known as the front man for Big Sugar. Here's Gordy Johnson on Humble and Fred. I just made an executive decision there right in the middle of uh, that other stuff. Throw on some uh, big sugar, for God's sake. Hey, everybody around North America. We are coming to you live from uh, the uh, west end of Toronto, the part of town where shit goes down, Etobicoke, Canada. Uh, It's our pleasure to be with you here at Humble and Fred Radio, Channel 168. Our boys from Churchill Cellars coming up here in about 20 minutes. We're going to talk about some new wines and some new music. And speaking of music, hey, don't even think about leaving. Big Sugar's Gordy Johnson's here. Look at you, son. Good morning. Uh, I, Freddie was just looking up with the last time you were here. When was that? Um, no, not offhand. I, it was a couple years ago. We, were we in this studio? No, it was the other one. We're, we're in the other studio. Other, other yeah. place over here. Hmm. Yeah, we've come. You see, not we, as dialed. Oh, this, this is, is styling, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, was the dog in the studio that day? Or put that on top. <laughs> there of were, oh, like, there were no dogs in the studio. There's now, well, <laughs> now there stand the dog. He comes in every day. <laughs> Makes people feel good. Um, how you been, man? Busy, busy. Been on a tour all across Canada. Just does that get tiring after a while? You just done? Are you? Are you, do you still get? In, you get excited about doing that? If I didn't, I would stay home. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we're in the excitement business. You can't manufacture. We're not actors. You no. know what I mean? We're musicians. Yeah, we we're got bad it. actors. If it <laughs> so, we are. No, I'm not judging. No, that's I'm all right. Just, <laughs> Your efforts are appreciated. Um, no, we're not actors. We we go we go out there and you know we're we're trying to get people enthused and and entertain folks. And if we're not entertained ourselves, we can't really can't really fake that. No, no. Plus, big sure you put on such a great show. Thanks, man. No, yeah, it's, it's still it's you yeah, know what it's, it's a fun a, place to be when Big Sugar's playing. It's good to be me most yeah. days. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about music downloading views on YouTube and everything. 99 cents for a song on iTunes. I imagine yours would be available that way. Would they? Yeah, I could, I could use the 99 cents. <laughs> That's right. That was the question I'm going to ask. If Big Sugar has a song be on... the only say good sense I get. That's, yes. If you have yes. a song on iTunes, 99 cents, how do you, how do you end up seeing that money? Oh yeah, see, you know that's the great, mm-hmm. that's the great mystery. That's why we have accountants and lawyers. So every so often they just send a check, <laughs> iTunes one, like. <laughs> I'm, there's a giant process of clearing the money. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can imagine. <laughs> like anything well else. Imagine. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this in terms of uh, Adele. Her new song is just uh, clicked over 485 million people have viewed it, mm-hmm. and 
and a lot of people buy her music. Yeah. And here's where I, I wonder if someone like you that's been in the music business since album units were a thing mm-hmm. to the point where, as Freddie was just saying, downloading or digital downloads are the thing. Is it difficult to put out new music now because people can just grab it for free if they want? Like if you, I was going to uh, play a little bit of uh, Yard Style. Which is, uh, yeah. isn't that what you're here to talk about? Well, no, Yardstyle was our acoustic record. Was the acoustic that we, record. That we put out last year. Okay, yeah. but, but if I put on Yardstyle now, yeah, sure. I don't have to buy it. I could just play it off this YouTube video. And in some cases, even getting plays off YouTube, we do collect royalties kind of like mm-hmm. the old days of radio play where they play your song mm-hmm. once and a few pennies would go down the slot and into your mm-hmm. account. So that's still kind of happens it's become so fractured though there's so many outlets or where people can get your stuff hear your stuff they can buy it they can not buy it and somehow you still get paid they can buy it and you somehow don't get paid like this mm-hmm. is all the different so ways it's all about touring well really if you want immediate tangible results that you can put in the bank mm-hmm. and also gauge people's reaction to uh yeah touring is still still where it's at and it had always been for us anyway. Well, I, I, yeah, because you guys uh, played a lot on the road. But for a lot of acts nowadays, they basically put out music so that people will come to see them. Where maybe mm. the, the model before was you put out music, you make money off the record if you're lucky, you know, after you pay the record company back. And, um, uh, and you go out and tour as a way to support yeah. the record sales. It's just now you put out records to support the tour. That would be accurate. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it justifies, one justifies the other to an extent where... You're coming out with some new music. We got a record called Calling All the Youth right now. We're going out and playing our electric show across Canada, across the U.S., been to Europe, you know, doing all that. Having the record is sort of like your calling card saying, hey, we're back. And not just the same old, same old. It's some new stuff as well. Uh, What size of venues uh, are Big Sugar playing these days? And is it regional? Like in Canada, bigger shows in the States, club shows? Uh, in the States, it had been club shows. We're looking uh, looking forward this year to more festival-type mm-hmm. arrangements where uh, it's not on each individual artist to sell all of the tickets. People are coming for an entire weekend experience. You're seeing 40 bands, 50 bands, you know. So those are, those are great situations to be in where you're going to be in front of tons of people. I mean, we went to Europe last year several times, and it was the same kind of thing. We put ourselves in front of a lot of people. It wasn't just on us to sell out a club. Whereas in Canada, we can play Danforth Music Hall, the Commodore Ballroom. That's a great, like that. That's a great space, the mm-hmm. Commodore Ballroom. I lived in Vancouver for a while. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Commodore is like... kind of. It's a hybrid between sort of Massey Hall and the Danforth Music Hall. It's a real... Classic mm. place. I, yeah. you, I saw there. I saw James Brown there. Oh my god! I'm serious. This was like really? 30 years ago. I was living in. The, I was working at a station called Sea Fox, and he came through. And I wasn't even that big a fan, but someone said you got to go watch this guy live, and it was ridiculous at the and, Commodore. Yeah, and I was god. high. Yes, Gordy. <laughs> yes, I was. But, but that's, you, that's probably one upside of having your music available for theft. No, is that your high most of the time? And can't what do we do? Where, how was that segue? Where, where yeah, was, I, I, he just, I just just no, no, the fact that you could go to places like Europe and you know there's a good chance that some people have seen you because of that. That's also a very that different. Never, wasn't yeah, like that. Wasn't before. like that before without physical like boots on the ground, people yeah. with boxes of records going around. Yeah, mm-hmm. now we can go to Belgium or Holland and people have checked us out on YouTube. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
iTunes or whatever. And now, yeah, you're, let's be fair. Fred and I have been around. We've been doing this show. Uh, this is uh, we're into our 26th year uh, of the Humble and Fred Institution. And really, at some point, we should be recognized. But that's not the point. <laughs> so, that's not my point. My point is you've been around. Young fella, uh, I don't know how old you are, but you're probably a little younger than us. My question is, at this point in your career, you guys have been at this for a long time. I know you took a break for a few years uh, as a band, mm. but you, uh, man and boy, have been doing this for a while. Two questions. Do you have a cer- is there a certain standard now in terms of how you'll travel? And, you, and a second part of that is, what's that? Well, uh, apparently, the audio for our feed is chopping up completely. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that phrase before. Neither have I. Is it better now? Sorry, Gordy. We, we broadcast out of here. It goes to Toronto, to Washington, to a satellite. Uh-huh. And then, uh, Kyle, can you hear us now? No, still no good. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go to commercial? We'll just recycle the ISTN. This is the Kids, let's not freak out. We're back. Daddy got the space shuttle working again. Gordy Johnson's here. Here's a little big sugar. Natty Dread Rock, man. We're talking. Uh, this sounds great, by the way. Thank you. As Fred said, you know, wherever Big Sugar's playing, it's like a party. It's uh, something everyone can relate to. Even if you don't know the song, you'd have fun listening to this. When you're in a place that's being played. Not you, because you're the guy playing. I better be having fun. Yeah, you better be having fun. So we're talking a little bit about going on tour after you've been in the business as long as Gordy and and the group has. Do you have like a minimum comfort level that you say, okay, I'll go to your show, but I'm not going in the back of the VW bus. Absolutely. We like big seats in an airplane, if at all possible. Serious. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Come on. So, uh, and, and do you build that into the cost of touring because obviously you're part of the production of the show yeah well you know there's the other thing we we fly so much i fly millions of miles every year speaking of the space shuttle i might as well be on it like i'm in an airport a lot of the airports in north america i go in the united lounge and they go oh hi mr johnson mm-hmm. it's like that really you yeah. know so, so you're, some you're, you're getting upgraded. You're, you're getting super business class. You're getting. laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I bet you get free ba- uh, free bag, too. Free ba- definitely yep. three free and 70-pound. Nice. Lit. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, yeah. I can fly with a steel guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I'm still punk rock like that. I can still, I can still roll in a... In a in a van with some dudes and tune my own guitar. I did that. We had a band called Grady down mm-hmm. in Texas, and we still, you know, just for for kicks, throw on jeans and boots and throw my amp in the back of the jeep, and off we go. Because I still want to. Mm-hmm. Is Toronto your base or Southern Ontario? Or no, I'm just outside of Austin, Texas. Right, great I've place. I've been for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. And you're here, uh, I'm imagining we're not the only people you're talking to today. Basically, you're going around by yourself. 
to promote the fact that Big Sugar's got some new music. We'll just play a little bit of that. Uh, how and we sort of touched on a little bit. Of, there's a. It's interesting because uh, the new Big Sugar album is called "Calling All the Youth." Is that what it's called? Yes, it is. Uh, the media download is available. Um, I'm just curious. So, where, when you put out a record now, it's this onslaught. There's the video. Here's the digital downloads. Uh, how does that even work anymore? Is there a physical record? Is, is is it pressed on vinyl? It's pressed on vinyl. Get that. We sell more vinyl than CDs. Come on. And downloads. Wow. Yeah, you sell more vinyl. People want younger. The young people want vinyl. Oh, they're mm-hmm. crazy into their turntables. It's wild. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? It's so gratifying to, you know, we spend several months or a year making the thing that you're making from the, you wrote the songs, recorded it, mixed it, all that stuff, uh, the artwork decisions that yeah. went down, and then you get to hold this thing in your hand. It's a... An album. That's our record. It's like a manifestation of your art. And, it, and it's cool. A lot of the turntables now are USB <laughs> through your computer, and the sound is just outstanding. See, he has a physical record. You and I have a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's the manifestation <laughs> of our art. You have a what? record, I'm sure, with the you know, local law enforcement. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. What else do you do, Gord? Do you write hit songs for other people, too? I have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do do a bunch of that throughout the course of the year. Produce records, mix records, a lot of anything to do with music i kind of get my hands in how that. about the you know i was just, there's this article i read a, a month or so ago about this group in europe and they're uh, some former uh, i can't remember the band they came from but they basically are responsible for the current sort of formula of pop music it's oh, a specific we, oh yeah did you are, there's some. It's they're either Norwegians or the kids from ABBA. We're not. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was. It wasn't the guys from ABBA. They're pretty much still. I don't. Oh, don't say so. Yeah, but <laughs> really, I, you know, there was. There That's was, the first thing I thought of. The Beatles sort of set the uh, stage for mm-hmm. the sort of for about thirty years. The pop formula. You know, the intro, cor- uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, song. And now the way that Drake and The Weeknd and Justin Bieber and all these, even the, even the new um, Adele song has, has, a simple, has a similar formula. Do, first of all, my question is, do you still write old school? Like you write the, the way I describe sort of the Beatles formula? Well, it's task specific as well, because I write in different genres of music. I mean, I I can write reggae songs, which don't really conform to that. Blues-based stuff, same thing, doesn't really conform to that. It's more of an episodic kind of story with a guitar riff. Usually is how you get there. Um, But then we can apply that science to pop music a little bit and infuse the songs with things from other genres of music. But pop Pop music really is a science. If you've done it correctly, you can get it done in under three minutes. When mm-hmm. people come to me with a song that's four and a half, five minutes long, depending on the artist, I'll look at it and go, okay, little, this little math lesson here. Let's cut this in half, double this, cut this in half, a little, you know. And lo and behold, that formula works out too. I, I really think, you know, you had mentioned the Beatles, but I really think the Motown is where they really where that formula that. came from. I think that came yeah. from Motown. Really, I think that's where they got it down to the two-minute pop jam that sounds great on AM radio coming out of your car. I think that was the. It's funny. Magic. I remember the 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 Beatles' "Hey Jude" at six minutes and fifty seconds long, and that came out I think in nineteen sixty-eight. That was the first time a song became number one and held it for some number of weeks. 
And they could have really done uh, without a lot of the na 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 nas. Well, that was about, and, a, about four minutes of na 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 nas. Why don't you tell McCartney that? Hey, Paul, yeah. can you just shorten that a little bit? But when you're writing a song, okay, this is a big sugar song. Is there a formula for that? It, do, do you want a certain sound where people go, you can tell this is a big sugar song, or this is our signature sound, or our. So- that's not so much trying as just letting it happen. Yeah. I mean, I surround myself because anyway, with individuals. Because you listen to the Foo Fighters, you know what's the Foo Fighters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Generally. Uh, well, I think that has a lot to do with, you know, someone like Dave Grohl. He has a real signature mm-hmm. sound to what he's what he's doing. He also plays a lot of the instruments. So you get kind of a one-man show there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Big Sugar, I mean, I surround myself with guys like Kelly Hoppy and Gary Lowe, some of the guys I've been playing with for 30 years. They have very distinct styles they don't play outside of the style that they do whether Mm -hmm. it's reggae or blues those guys do what they do if i just let them do that it's it's gonna sound like big sugar let Mm -hmm. me ask you a question when you when you when you when you hear a hit you can kind of tell it right away and sometimes for instance i know fred the first time i heard this jingle I said, that's a winner. And I think as a record producer, Gordy would agree. Gordy, just take a break for a second while we tell everyone about the fantastic fun at Pizza Pizza. Hey, watching the Raptors game tonight? Pizza Pizza has tons of options perfect for the game. Cheer on the Raptors scoring their buckets and order mini buckets filled with jalapeno poppers or sauced and tossed chicken bites for just $5.99. Or get the score savings special with pizza, drinks, and dips for just $18.99. That's the score saving special. Pizza Pizza, the official pizza of your Raptors. Let's hear some more Natty Dread Rock as we tell you about the fun. You know what keeps a band like Big Sugar going? I'll tell you what, my friend. Oh, I Enthusiasm, know. energy, and I'm sure once in a while when they get a little bit logy, they turn to five-hour energy. Uh, for all your hardworking rock bands around the world, quick, simple, and effective, fast and easy to consume. And I can see that Gordy's taking care of himself, so he wants to be vitamins and amino acids. That, look how he's loving this it's shit. It's the eh? perfect tour drink. Wow. It, it, it's really, it's it really is. When you're on tour, you only need four calories, and that's what you get in five-hour energy. I have some in me right now. Yes, you do. I do. Baby. See, we, we got Barker hooked. Eh? Mm-hmm. It was like the first one we gave her for nothing. Now she keeps coming to me every day going, what's the, power? Where's, the where's the new flavor? All right. Put some fivehourenergy.com. Very nice. You just referenced it there. Gordy's 51 years old. You look good. <laughs> I look, for, yeah, look for radio, nice yeah, I look great. Oh, nice radio. Good, 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 clear, skin. good skin. Good complexion. Good skin, good clear, complexion. Clear conscience. No, yeah. no weight. It's pretty you good. Look good, man. Do you concentrate on that a lot? Uh, because if I don't, I go to well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where are you? Where are you right now? No, I'm just in between. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm, I wanted to talk. I put on like 80 pounds over the summer. <laughs> go ahead, Gerd. 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 What, because what it can't be easy about? when you're on the road all the time. Staying on top of your No, you got to stay. No, on the road, that's not going to happen. You got to stay on top of it the hours you're not on the road. Yeah. I live in a rural area, so I'm like, I'm outside doing outside stuff. I don't step mm-hmm. on concrete sometimes for weeks. Do you have horses? Just, yep. What kind of horses you got? Uh, American quarter horses. Nice. Pink quarter I like horses. quarter horses. Uh, how many horses you got? Uh, presently, we have only three. And do you we ride them regularly? Them. No, you know what? These are rescue horses. Bought them they, they were going to go to the butcher. They were going to go to the Aww, meat. The meat wow. they're older. Are they broke? No, can, uh, no. Broke. And they were gorgeous. I mean, we've had them for years, but they were just beautiful, purebred animals, papered horses that couldn't 
be rode. Wow. And because no one could break them? I guess. I mean, some por- some horses, depending on what kind of history they've had, they have problems, psychological problems. But yeah. uh, so we have they enough. We're going to go to the butcher. Yep, we had enough. Who's eating horse meat nowadays? French people. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 no, it's yeah. really true. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's no, no. Problem. I thought it was for dog just, food. I no, can see a rain turning. French Where do I go with French people eating horse meat? What the hell are they doing? In it's Quebec, a big problem because it's not regulated, so mm. you can get like mercury and stuff. Mm, in it. I think people are just saying that. But so, France, France, Belgium, Quebec, places where they speak French. When you order yeah. a steak, if you don't order biff steak, you're getting triggers. And it's Cheval. funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. And it's funny, you know, growing up where I did in Saskatchewan. What's the difference? You know, I, we had I've, where I where I had a couple horses as a kid, and where we kept our horses was at this guy's place. We had a bunch of cattle, and why is it okay? You eat the you would eat the cow, but you know don't eat uh, whiskey. That was the name of my horse. <laughs> uh, but but the thing is, it's just another animal. It just happens to have a cute face. Oh no, I know a long cute face. I Look did, at pigs, how cute they can be. I did eat some horse meat by accident once. And it's, what's it taste like? Steak, right? It was kind of wonderful. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was getting really lean, <laughs> yeah. but I could lean. tell. I, yeah, it was kind of like uh, eating venison or something. It's got it was that so lean, yeah. so lean. I took a bite of it and went, "Oh, I'm in Quebec City." Wait a sec, what did I just do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I hope my horse. This sounds weird, offense. but can you imagine how good human meat would be? Oh yeah, especially <laughs> Phil. I hear Look it's like Phil. pork. Look at him. No, oh, you heard it's He's like pork. Tender. That's what I hear. Phil's. A... Who'd you hear that from? <laughs> <laughs> Texas. They, there's a lot of shit going on. No, no, but can you imagine? I mean, the things we eat. Uh, I bet you it's good. Phil's been tenderized for your enjoyment. <laughs> uh, calling all the youth. Hey, people. What are you doing right now? Why aren't you going out and getting the new Big Sugar album? All the details of their tour at Big Sugar. B-I-G Sugar dot com. And uh, what a pleasure to see you again, son. Yeah. All the best. Gordy Johnson, everyone. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him for God's sake. Love your work. Love your work. Love your work. Love your complexion. Uh, we'll be right back. It's Sirius XM around North America, Channel 
Sirius XM. I'm Toronto Mike. I produce Humble and Fred. If you want to hear more of me, I host a podcast called Toronto Miked. If you go to torontomike.com and click Notable Guests at the very top, you can cherry pick an episode and just check it out, see what you think. There are plenty of Humble and Fred episodes to choose from. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And don't forget to help keep the show going by licking them. <clears throat> uh, liking them. Like and subscribe. <laughs>